so this is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast and today I'm with Paul Bailey. Paul you've been fairly vocal I think it would be true to say and fair to say I have about uh, the arrangements here at Braid Road and Braid Road the council in the early days of the lockdown decided that they would close Braid Road and I do remember there was a a barrier all the way across Braid Road. Um, we're at the mini roundabout with Hermitage Drive at the moment. And of course, Braidburn Terrace was also closed to vehicular traffic, but they allowed cycles up there. I remember one seeing way. that one way coming east. Yes, I'm never good with west and east, but they're coming east. So now, what do you think the council is doing now? Well, what I believe is happening is that they they are failing to obey the law, which is they're relying on the 1984 Road Traffic Act. To implement schemes like this, you have to say that there is a danger to the public. There is no immediate danger to the public. This is done on a pretext that COVID is existing and we are going to implement a permanent scheme, the quiet route, pretending it's temporary. I'll counter that for you. Okay, some of this, uh, the money which has been provided for all these spaces for people schemes is provided by the Scottish Government. And the Scottish Government, as far as I know, gave COVID-19 emergency powers to the Council so that they could put schemes like this in place with very little consultation. The Council here in Edinburgh then decided they had to have a little bit of cons more consultation than the government has in had envisaged and they also needed, um, they needed approval by the Transport Committee rather than just the Transport Convener saying this is what's going to happen and it being put in place. So I'm countering you on that. Yes. And um, so my understanding is that this scheme here will not necessarily be permanent until further consultation is carried out. So to say that it's unlawful at this stage, I think is premature. What do you think? Well, I state categorically that they have to state that there is a danger to the public. They're putting in a little bit of extra pedestrian way around there. They yes, have to say we're around there is that this is only audio, you know. <laughs> so they, they, so around, around Braid Road they put in a little bit of extra pedestrian space. Pretending that that is to help you not get Covid. Well, of course, that's a lie. There's no need for that. And they're trying to shoehorn in a scheme which they couldn't shoehorn, well, they, which they don't have to do the consultation from. Anyway, let's leave that point and let's look at the road now as we approach from Morningside. They have put in a dreadful system. So they have put the quiet road going this way and they're forcing the cars to follow the quiet route. So the cars are not coming north to south on that, this road. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to. But really from Monday, they're going to be allowed to go sorry, from now actually, they can, from Braidburn Terrace, they can go north on this road. We've just, there's a car going past us at the moment. Is he doing the right thing? He's doing the only thing. He's forced to go left. The traffic along here... Which is on Hermitage Drive. ...was coming down there this morning, 
But mm -hmm. now they have put a sign up because that was dangerous this morning. So this morning there was traffic traveling... Southwards. Southwards. It was traveling southwards which mm. because they were being directed that way. Yeah. But they can't turn north because of the barrier so they're forced to turn south. And that was a danger this morning. The cyclists come down there at 30 to 40 miles an hour and they didn't know that the road you know is open. You know cyclists who travel at 30 to 40 miles an hour. I have trouble getting up to 20. I you haven't been on that hill then because that, I'm not joking. I no. literally 40 miles an hour. Okay. Some go faster. What would you like to happen here? I'd like them to have a more sensible route for cyclists and uh, cars. Here's another example coming along Hermitage Drive now. Yeah, a car has come turn. and that's a, another and dead end. Well, that's just, this is just because it's a new thing and they don't know about it yet. I, no, this that, is, this that, is only a new barrier today. That barrier has been put up because this it should not be open till Monday. Yes. And the barrier has only been put up this morning because yes. cars are But that, that's what I'm saying to you. Going so, there. So people that, don't, that's didn't temporary. Know. Yes. So people are coming along here, but it's a temporary measure until Monday morning. Correct. And we're, in a, we're in a state of flux right now. We are. What I need you to tell me is what traffic arrangements would you like to have here on Braid Road? I would like to see that we use the main roads and not force motorists to use the side streets to enable them to get where they want to go. Okay, what would you consider would be the main road? The main road is Hermitage Drive. 95% okay. of cars coming along Braidburn Terrace will go straight ahead on this road and go down Braid Avenue, which is closed. Okay, but some people on Braidburn Terrace wanted that road closed off to vehicular traffic because they're tired of getting their cars bashed by other traffic coming along. So do you live on Braidburn Terrace? No. I live on Braid Road, higher up. Okay, so uh, the people on Braidburn Terrace, most of them or some of them got what they wanted. Yes. Um, how can we please more of the people, I guess? By opening up Braid Road both ways, traffic does not need to come along Braidburn Terrace. Traffic has been forced, if they want to go north, they've been forced to go down Braid Hills Road, do a very difficult right turn because of the queues on Commerston Road. Then they come down to the traffic lights at Braidburn Terrace and have to do another dangerous right turn. And then they get on and the traffic has increased coming this way. I believe strongly that this road is suitable for both motorists and cyclists and they can continue to Braid Avenue and use that route. Certainly Hermitage Drive is a much wider street than Braidburn Terraces and yes I can see what you mean we've got cars parked on either side here but there's quite a lot of room in the middle so there probably is room here for a segregated cycle path even on each side. One of the big problems is that there aren't enough people in the uh, to design this in spaces for people. They outsource how do, it. How do you know that? I have my contacts and I have the maps of the drawings. The, the person who's designed this has the initials OG. I don't know who that is, but we suspect he lives in London. He is employed by Sustrans. Sustrans have an enormous influence on what's happening now to Edinburgh's roads. Well, so Sustrans is a cycling and active travel charity. Exactly, and the charity is allowed to, to make up the format of the roads when the mission of Sustrans is specifically 
to advantage cyclists and pedestrians and disadvantage motorists. They have that policy stated in the um, AGM. So I ask you again. Yes. What what would you really like to see? You would like to see more cars here or you would like to see more people on bikes and perhaps active travel? We have a gentleman standing beside us who's on a motorized scooter. Um, do you think that, where, where does your view fall? Is it a balance of everything or is it, are you not bothered about increased motor traffic? There hasn't been an increase in traffic since 2009 in Edinburgh. It's remained fairly static. What There's do you been base an... that on? I've been given it by friends who have these statistics and I'm, I'm convinced it's pretty well accurate. The enormous queues on uh, Commerston Road have to be alleviated by opening this up both ways. Now my proposal is that you do give cyclists preference here. You would have a stop sign here and there has been a TRO, you know the permanent TRO, that exists for this roundabout being uh, disbanded. So you, would, you would stop traffic at the top of uh, Braid Road I would before, indeed. before it goes on to the next part of Braid Road which goes up past the hotel. And I would allow cyclists to come straight across here mm -hmm. and I would allow cyclists to go straight across there. Very yeah. few cyclists use Braid, uh, Braid Road, it's have too you done, steep. Have you done a count of how many cyclists go up and down? No, um, Spokes did a count on a Sunday and they said that they had 1500. I've got many photographs where the street is deserted and there are not many cyclists. A few use it. There are, of course, cycle lanes on Commerston Road, which people use more often. I also object here to the signs which have cycle logos. Like the cycle, cycling roundels on the, on the road? The cycling round, why, yeah, roundel should not be there. Why not? because it's a road open to traffic as well as cycles. Yes, that's true. I suppose and people have true. been confused. My friend was driving along the other day and he thought, I'm in the wrong lane, and he moved over mm. and was facing the oncoming traffic. Have you seen the disabled parking up the road? No, I haven't. 200 metres up the road, they're going to put disabled parking. Uh -huh. Disabled parking should not be on a slope. It's dangerous for wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that's true. Down the hill, I've looked up the regulations for making cycle lanes downhill. Edinburgh do not mention downhill for cycling lanes. The general advice is they are dangerous downhill. So Mr Bailey, thank you very much indeed for speaking with me. Uh, you've, brought, uh, you've alerted Councillor Neil Ross um, to our meeting today and I'm now going to speak to him because thank I you know very much. that he has had uh, opportunity in the Transport and Environment Committee to air uh, some of these grievances before. But thank you very much. Thank you very much. Councillor Neil Ross, you're the Liberal Democrat councillor for this area. And um, I, it's my opinion, or my, uh, I think that you've been pretty much against all of this rearrangement here on Braid Road. Am I correct? My view in the matter is that when Braid Road was initially closed in the pandemic, unusual circumstances, yes, certainly extraordinary circumstances. A lot of people were wanting to make use of their local parks, go walking, go cycling, spend their time during the day visiting places like the Hermitage. And the closure of Braid Road was an emergency. And it certainly was an emergency action. Uh, and I accepted that for what it was at the time. But 
Uh, as we are now coming out of the pandemic, uh -huh. as we are now relaxing the restrictions, I think we should be rethinking this and reopening Bay Road because there wasn't a problem before, except in terms of speed and volume of traffic in the local area that couldn't be addressed with, by other means. The issue now is with all of this, um, we haven't had any consultation with local residents. Residents are suggesting other ways of doing this to me. Uh, there should be I, some means... I don't means... think that's quite true, Councillor Ross, because there, is, um, there, there was a Spaces for People consultation. Of course, that's just ended. Indeed, that's so correct. So to say that there was no consultation is not quite correct. It may just be that they haven't had time to take any notice of what has been said as yet. Certainly, that's, there has been an on online consultation, but the online consultation was carried out mostly before this happened. In terms of the changes now being made today and yesterday on, in the Braid Estate. Yeah. So it's difficult for residents to comment on something they haven't really seen. And, and the trouble here today is that at this point we've got kind of a, a half and half. We've got half of what was here and half of what will be here. And I've seen countless cars coming up to a barrier on Hermitage Drive, which they didn't expect to see, and doing a U-turn or a, a nine-point turn probably. Um, and then I've also seen cars going southward on the part of Braid Road, which is not yet open, and which people walking and cycling there might not expect traffic. So, so this is a bit of a dangerous situation we have this weekend. Indeed, indeed I agree. Uh -huh. It's it's a very much a temporary, temporary scenario mm -hmm. uh, where, where there is difficulty. You're right in terms of access and people not really knowing because the council mm -hmm. hasn't told local residents officially in any way, online or by letter. What's happening? If um, more information had been made available, even just to tell people and to explain why we're doing this, mm. that would help. Yeah. Yes, uh, but as far as consultation is concerned, the online consultation covers all the spaces for fuel measures in Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. The consultation is open to anyone and everyone. Many, many residents don't know about the consultation. That's part of the issue. Yeah. And uh, that's what concerns me going forward. Mm in terms of what we will do subsequently, because we need to have local residents being able to express their opinion. If it comes to it, then uh, let's see the, if the council will um, follow up on and modify the arrangements they've put in place, or indeed withdraw them if they're not popular. Well, that, that's certainly what has been said. You're a member of the Transport and Environment Committee, aren't I'm you? I'm not, no. You're not. I thought you were. <gasps> I have appeared at it on a few occasions about ah. schemes like this because I'm a local councillor who's active and interested. So you've been there as a local councillor. That's, that's correct. What has been done here, um, is we've got a halfway solution right now, um, would you really rather that the, none of this had been done at all now? Or would you rather they just took everything away now? I, having said that you recognise there was a need for it during the early days of pandemic, now would you rather that they just took everything out? I would rather that now that we're reaching the end of the pandemic, mm -hmm. that we lay down plans to remove all the restrictions and consult with local people at the same point on what they would like to see based on their experience of the, of the um, closures and adjustments that have been made and what other ideas they would like to put into the equation. What would your ideal solution to this be? Where would your ideal barriers or road closures or whatever, where would it be? Uh, not for me to say, I'm not a road person. I live in the area, I stay nearby and so I am directly personally affected. 
So my personal opinion isn't directly relevant to all the other residents. What, what, are, your, what are your constituents saying to you? Then? My constituents are saying all sorts of different things. Some are in favour and some are against. Some are nuanced, some like bits of it, some like other bits. Some are opposed to some bits and, and like others. It's very mixed. Then I met some local residents, Ali and Michelle Wright, who live on a different street from where we were actually standing, but who've also been affected by the closure of Braid Road. So we're standing on a lovely day um, in a Spaces for People area, and you guys are locals. You have to tell me who you are. Uh, Ali, live on uh, Clooney Drive. Okay, and your, and your lovely wife. Michelle, <laughs> and I live on Clooney Drive as well. But why does the closure of this road affect you? Well, it's not so much the closure of this road or the reopening of the road. It's the, the impact that, I suppose, a number of measures have had in the Clooney Midmar estate. And uh, I suppose the knock-on impact of Braid Road closure has been that um, traffic's going north and south into and out of Edinburgh. Um, has been using the side streets, the residential streets, which is conservation so that's, area. So that's you? Yeah, uh, as a rat run, as a means to avoid the lights at Morningside Station. Mm -hmm. And that's got progressively worse since probably September, October. Um, became it has become really bad. And Clooney Drive, which is, um, I suppose, a natural cut through and always has been a natural cut through for kids and other pedestrians transiting between, mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, walking from... Comiston Road over to Blackford, the Pond Hill, even into the Braid here, the Hermitage here, or transiting between the schools. So anywhere, if you're moving between Comiston Road and Clooney Gardens, uh, and heading over towards sort of Gillespie's and, and White House Lone, that area, it, it's always been a very busy thoroughfare. We've always had a lot of kids walking, a lot of kids cycling on scooters, etc. A lot of walkers, particularly during lockdown, as a lot of people walk that area. And it's, it's um, become really dangerous because it, the, the because speed... Because now you have cars. The, the articulated wagons, delivery vans, workmen, you know, lorries delivering building materials. Anything that's trying to cut out the lights and beat the traffic uses that route and uses it at pace. And often, you know, we've seen a lot of people jump junctions. Yeah. Uh, and there have been accidents there in the past and it's just, you know, sort of a disaster waiting to happen. And the roads aren't suitable, they're, they're too narrow. There's parking on both sides, um, which is part of the controlled parking zone as, as the traffic is, or the parking is pushed out of Edinburgh. It's just not uh, suitable for that. So what would you like to happen now? Because on, as far as I can gather, on Monday, the um, Braid Road is going to be open for traffic travelling southbound. Yeah. So is that going to help you guys? It, it, can I just that. add to that? This hasn't only been caused by the closure of Braid Road. The rat running in the Midmar Clooney estate has been um, a problem for quite a long time, just not as bad. So the closure of the Braid Road has obviously added to that. Yeah. But we don't feel that the opening of the Braid Road is the solution. What it's done is sort of highlight the existing problems because they've become more exaggerated. So people have been willing to listen. Councillors have been willing to listen more because it's been, you know, because of the closure of the Braid Road. But it's been an ongoing, growing issue. And whilst the solution might seem to a lot of people to open the Braid Road, it won't solve 
the problem and it won't create a quiet route and it won't create a better environment for people or safer for it still wasn't safe enough or quiet enough for children to commute to school mm. and now we've got the opportunity to do that and we've got the sustainable transport hierarchy um, we should be using that and honouring that and building something that is sustainable for our children that can create a better environment for them to commute to school so there's no noise or air pollution better for everybody so how, how do we square all these circles then I what do we make i don't think you can yeah. and that's it you know um overall i think everybody would recognize you know we've got we've got climate issues in edinburgh we've got tra increasing traffic levels and the city was never designed you know mm -hmm. or built for that and it can't cope with it uh, pollution levels are an issue, you know, just and, and inactivity is an issue. So I think everybody's got to take a, a play a part in that and, and take a role. And, and everybody, there'll be compromises for everybody, but gains for everybody, I think, in the long run. Um, so the challenge is, you know, uh, is get, striking the right balance. And I think the way we look at this is it's positive in that we're introducing the quiet route and we're connecting areas of the city in a way that you know uh, promotes that travel uh, and we know that a lot of people are very uh, very keen on that we need to make that safe so we need to address the the disbursement of the traffic that we have and the, the dangers that that has created and they're, they're significant because it's concentrated into small residential streets that are unsuitable for the traffic sure. but i think overall you know if we recognize the the bigger issues at play i think people need to get in, involved in terms of understanding those and accept that you know there are different perspectives to be taken into account. Therefore, the solutions we get, um, you know, help to everybody takes a little bit of a pain for for a broader gain overall. We've talked about the quiet route, and I'm conscious that I haven't we haven't said where the quiet route goes wrong. Yeah. So my knowledge of the quiet route is that at White House Lone, there's lots of closures there, and then you come up towards the Astley Ainsley, and then you yeah. it's down Canaan Lane. Canaan Lane. So Canaan Lane is now closed. And then how does it get traffic. to here? And then it goes along Woodburn Terrace, yeah. and it goes to the traffic lights at with Clooney, Clooney Drive, Clooney Gardens. Clooney Gardens, sorry, and the Braid Avenue, right. and then straight up Braid Avenue, Kerenny yeah. Drive, right onto Kerenny Drive. And then Hermitage Gardens, right onto Braid Crescent, left then, up Braid Road, right onto Braid Burn Terrace, so that's and over to Mo right which now. is where we are. And now. then it goes across the road onto to Green, Green Bank. Bank. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's brilliant because I'm, I didn't, I, I don't actually think I knew the complete route before. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to know, know somebody who does. Where we're standing is being well used by lots of people walking, yeah. and there are quite a lot of people yes. cycling, and that's. In, it's nice to see. It's a nice, it's a nice day. Um, but how do we? Where's the compromise then? Where where do we get this quiet route retained, but without too much traffic going into residential streets? How does that? Well, I think that's the measures that they've taken now. I mean, don't don't forget they've only come in today. So of course, um, it's it's lunacy around all the streets because um, people have their habits. Yeah. and the roads have, have changed and so it's going to take a while for people to, to adapt to get used to the new, new yeah. setup yeah. Yeah.
But if we've demonstrated anything over the last year, it's mm. that we can adapt and we can make changes. Councillor Melanie Main. Melanie, you are the local councillor here. Yep, I am. And um, I know you're not here in, in any way to defend what the local council have done, but um, tell me what, what do you know as to what is really going to happen? Because what we've got today, Friday, is a kind of a halfway house, I think. Yes, and I, we, what we've got is a bit of confusion because yesterday, um, as part of the installation of uh, and the road markings, um, by five o'clock yesterday evening, the road had actually, Braid Road South had actually been opened. How did that happen then last night? Um, I think it, I think it arose because of um, the staff that were on the ground working did what they thought was best. Um, but I immediately rang the uh, Spaces for People team. And the council had staff on the ground last night, overnight, um, sorting out some barriers. Um, so it was open, now it's closed again, wow. and obviously that causes confusion. Yeah, I've um, seen and lots of people here looking confused. Yes. And lots of drivers here actually looking yes. confused as well. So. And um, any change is confusing to, 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 to um, drivers anyway. Yeah. Um, and there's always... Um, erratic behaviour to begin with when you make these changes. Yeah. So we're now, we're standing on the end of Hermitage Drive and there's a temporary barrier up. Actually there's a temporary barrier up further along as well, but there's ah. a temporary barrier here at the, what used to be the mini roundabout, um, where Braid Road goes north-south and then there's Braidburn Terrace which is mm -hmm. uh, close to most traffic. So. This is looking a little ungainly with all the bollards yes. and stuff. But from Monday, what's going to happen is that traffic can go travel south. So they're actually coming along Hermitage Drive and they're going round a blind bend. Yes. And we've already seen a cyclist come the other way and then come yep. up around this bend and they would be right into a car, right? Yes, the, it, it is a, it's always been a really dangerous junction. Um, and so there is um, in the pipeline this year a permanent scheme that will change the layout of the road here um, and make it safer for, for people going up Braid Road. As you say, the, the, there's a blind corner at Hermitage Drive where it turns south onto Braid Road and that's a blind corner for pedestrians and, and all road users, cyclists and cars. But unfortunately, um, in the scheme as it stands, I, I raise the concerns about the blind corner They've widened the pavement, but there's nothing to there's nothing asking the people who are driving mm. to stop and look around the corner to see if there is people standing in the road, uh, someone walked out into the road in order to socially distance further down in Hermitage. Yeah. So I'm very concerned that the safety as it is set up at the moment yeah, um, it, it is not good. It, yeah. it doesn't. And I am. Um, However, because these schemes are temporary um, and we do know that the officers have been receptive in the past, um, where something needs to be changed quickly, they can do that with these schemes. So um, I was here last night, I'm here again today. There's a lot of residents and people out looking um, and I'm sure um, the officers ha are aware of what's happened. Um, people have sent in emails already and, and it will be being reviewed. Um, on an ongoing even, basis. Even over this weekend. Yes, yeah. 
Um, and where would people send any uh, comments? They can send it to Spaces for People or they could write to their local councillor. Yeah. Um, they can write to me, Melanie Main, but any of your local councillors and we will pass that information on because um, I saw councillor Neil Ross was here earlier. We are all um, trying to make sure these schemes are safe as possible. How do you ever get the ideal scheme? Do you get something that pleases everybody? Can you ever? No, I, I don't think you can please everybody. But I think even the, and I don't want to be political, but even the, 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 the transport secretary for the UK has pointed out about these changes in these schemes. They're very difficult for people, but the quiet majority we know want these things to happen. We have to help people cycle and walk more, and we know that they have to feel safe um, and they need to feel safe to allow their children to cycle on their own to school or walk to school on their own. So we have to make our streets safer. And the number of people walking and cycling that we've seen just as I've been standing here with you is fantastic. Um, and not just necessarily fair weather cyclists. People are able to get out. Lots of kids cycling, lots of kids cycling in this area on their own, which is lovely because their parents must feel secure that they can do that. And that's, what, that's why we have the quiet route. Um, and that's what we need to do. But are we digging into the quiet route now by opening this southwards? Um, it would be nice if we didn't have to open it southwards, it really would. Um, but I understand that, that we do also do not want gridlock on our main roads. Mm. So, so it's really just to alleviate it's, So if, if we need to alleviate the traffic by allowing local traffic here to use the southbound exit from their local area, mm. I think that's quite, that's okay. What we don't want to do is to encourage people from other areas to start rat running um, unsafely again th through this area. Stella Thompson, you're from Spokes, South Edinburgh. Yeah. So I'm guessing that you're in favour of some measures to reduce the traffic on this road here, Braid Road. Absolutely, yes. And what has been in place here for the last year, was that okay? Um, what was in place for the last year was manageable <clears throat> on Braid, uh, in this area here because temporary changes were put in place uh, to make this one way, which it will That's permanently Braid, become Braidburn Terrace, mm. and to make Braid Road close, which we hadn't asked for. <laughs> but so that was a bit of a bonus, really. It was a bonus. <laughs> it was absolutely... I, I, mean, I, I would own up to that. We never asked for Braid Road to be closed. We didn't even realise that was a thing mm. that we could ask for. So we had asked for Commerson Road to be segregated and got that and we were so pleased yeah. to get it and we needed it to be linked to something otherwise it's just a bit of infrastructure that goes nowhere. Yeah. So the, the, problem, the problem that we have today is that um, they've moved some of the barriers and they've not necessarily moved the right ones and this is going to open on Monday um, so traffic can travel southwards on Braid Road on Monday but we are actually about to be run over by somebody who thinks that they can get through here and they can't so mm. they're going to have to do a three-point turn. Someone didn't believe that's, the signs. That's been, that's been uh, <laughs> I think that's about the 20th car today that I've yeah. seen uh, having to do a three-point uh, three turn here. Yeah. So um, what they are going to put in with the with Braid Road opened and some segregated cycleway, is that going to be okay, in your opinion? Um, I think it is, once it's done. But again, it's not what we asked for. We, we asked for a quiet route 
to take people from the end of that segregation through Braeburn Terrace to somewhere, which the Meadows is where it, um, and that gives us a route to somewhere. It gives us a lot of high schools that can be reached by people that live up here. So that is a huge bonus. And reopening, uh, keeping Braid Road closed or opening it if they had to in such a way that you could keep this quiet road quiet was absolutely essential. We thought you, could, you can't have one without the other. If you call something a quiet route and you set it up specifically to try and encourage people to use it and then you mingle the traffic and the people again then yeah. what was the point so it's been a bit of a mess then has it um no i think that's unfair i think it's i think it's been slightly rushed um i understand why because i think the fear was that with so many high school people's going back and a lot of them using the buses the the, the buses that go down the main road are very popular usually full of school children um that what was going to happen was that people were going to not want to use the buses, not want their children to use the buses, and therefore they were going to switch to cars. Where do children go to school from here? Do they, are they going to Bur school? Burramere, Heriot's, Watson's. Uh, I don't think Gillespie's would come as far up as this, but the, as far up as Buxton, uh, go to Burramere. And the quiet route would take them to Brunsfield, which is just down so it's a bit, over a bit one road. So far to walk from here. And some of them are walking, but yeah, it is a bit far. a bit far. So a bike or a bus is probably their best option if yes. you're a teenager and you want to be yes. slightly social as well. So, and Palmerston Road is segregated. That's it's segregated, but if you live in Buxton, it's temporary segregation, so it's nice and easy to use if you live on the east side, and there's lots of houses on the east side. You come out of your house, you turn left, you hardly have to look at the traffic, you just have to look at the cycle lane, and you straight into the traffic going down. If you live in Buxton or this side of Braid Road, you've got to go across the main road when it's busy. Yeah. I think what happened then is people started using Braid Road, Road yeah. because it was open. So anyway, people quiet. are going to have to get used to these new set, this new setup. People are not yeah. used to it yet. The two flows of traffic here should be from um, Green Bank, Green I Bank Church, I suppose. Yes, from the crossroads. From Green Bank Church, the crossroads. There should be traffic coming along Braidburn Terrace and going down Braidburn Road. But, and there uh, should down, yes, Braidburn Road, 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 Road and, and turning. There should also be traffic coming along. This one is yeah. called Hermitage, this is Hermitage Drive. Drive. A hermitage drive and then going turning south Left onto to go south, which is the right one. Two, two sets of traffic. Sorry. Well, at the moment it looks a bit of a mess. It does, it does. <laughs> but and you can only it will get better. It doesn't feel intuitive either for anybody. And also, there are people trying. They're not reading the signs, or they're reading the signs and thinking, really? Yeah, they're not. They're not believing the <laughs> so, yes. signs anyway. Are so we've had people coming in all directions in cars and having to reverse out and go the wrong way. So that's dangerous, yeah, but yeah. that's temporary. It is temporary, and, yeah. and, and in any event, all these, all this setup is in, in itself temporary as it's part of spaces for people. Yes, yes. And there will have to be con further consultation. Has Spokeswell no doubt be involved in that? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I think we're in it for the long game. <laughs> the cyclists don't really know how they're going either. That's the other thing. Yeah. This is supposed to be somewhere where there's cyclists coming in all directions. And it isn't instinctive for the cyclists either. There's a bit of paint on the road, but it's not obvious which until you get there which way they should go. So you'll see cyclists are going the wrong way as well. Everybody's and going the wrong way. Yes. Until Monday.
Well, I, my worry is that one day isn't enough time. There's going to be more work done at the weekend. And um, I know my, um, my, because we were involved in Comiston Road and it was one of the earliest ones to be done, I recognise this feeling because we had it for a long time. This, this huge excitement that something's coming that you've really wanted and you're really pleased they're going to do it. And then uh, you've got all this angst about whether it's going to work, whether it's going to be put in the way they said, whether these fears that people have will be realised about it, you know, being to their detriment or not. And actually what seems to have happened in the, the main stretch of Comiston Road going up that way is it's settled down, traffic moves at a reasonable speed, it manages to negotiate the slight, there's a slight sort of snaking because they've moved the centre line, there's parking between, sorry, there's traffic, then there's parking, then there's bikes. And people said, oh, parking in the centre of the road, terrible. But actually, when you drive up there or cycle up there, it seems to work fine. It doesn't seem to obstruct people. To They've learned how to do it. And this, that will happen here. I feel confident that's what will happen here. And I have seen... Um, it's frustrating just now with the council doing everything, so many things so fast. But on the other hand, they do come back, they do try to make it work, they do try to adjust things. To them, so I yeah. do feel confident that it will be there in the end. It's just not there right now. Okay. How's that? I'll have to come back and speak to you again. Then, definitely, so. definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website, www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk